Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. Vacations are definitely a family affair. However, traveling with infants, toddlers, and small children can present some challenges and require some planning. Today, we're joined by an expert travel advisor, Mom, who will share pro tips for making travel go smoothly for the entire family. You're listening to All Things Travel, episode 124, original air date August 31st, 2022. So Shane, I think I've shared this story on the podcast before. One of my first trips with small kids, and we were going to Pittsburgh. And remember me talking about the minivan was full and I had to take everything upstairs yes, and yep. lug it on the carts. And when I finally got to the room, there was a set of stairs right in front of the room. <laughs> and I just felt defeated. <laughs> the stairs almost <laughs> won. Seriously. And if only we had known Julie then. That, the kids didn't sleep. Uh, <laughs> my son would stay up all night. Never wanted to take a trip like that again. Now, with teenagers, <laughs> it's awesome. But... There's a lot going on with small kids traveling, isn't there? There is. So Julie's here. We hear Julie. Julie, why don't you introduce yourself? So my name is Julie Schieffer. I am a mom to two little kids. They're three and one right now. I stay home with them, so I'm with them all the time. (laughs) She says that. Is that like a cry for help or is that a statement of fact? (laughs) And she's she's holding up a little sign. Knowledge. She's like, I'm finally going to hang out with adults. And then she realizes she's talking with us for a bit. <laughs> what a letdown. <laughs> and Julie's been on the show before, back yeah. on episodes 115 and 117 that we recorded live from Cancun. So I'll put links to those so you can enjoy more of her fine work. I am excited to hear all about it because I know truly, you, you said expert in the intro, Shane, oh, yeah. and she is. I know whether it's Disney or beach trips. I know she's got it down, or at least offers lots of ideas for how to make it uh, make it work with small kids and uh, babies. But first, I'm really excited about this. Where in the world, Shane? Where in the world is all things travel? Salem, Oregon. Oh, very nice. And I found this place there that I'd never knew about called the okay. Enchanted Forest Theme Park. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds like your kind of place. It's a storybook-based theme park. Smaller, not anything on the scale of Disney, but it looks like it would be a lot of fun. Little storybook scenes all through the park where someone like us could see how they're a little creepy, maybe. But it looked like <laughs> a lot of fun. And I would hope that my friend Jennifer from nearby Staten, Oregon, would come hang out with us also. Very cool. I'm excited. Salem, Oregon, thank you so much for listening to All Things Travel. Do me a favor, reach out to Shane or I. You can do that uh, on email or you can do it on the Facebook group because I have a little uh, thank you gift for being featured on the show today. And to make sure that you hear where in the world is all things travel next week, be sure to subscribe to the show or follow the show so that you never miss any of our travel tips, travel ideas, or travel stories. We talk a lot about travel, obviously, and we talk a lot about travel with families. Why do we travel with kids? Why is it important for small kids to start traveling early? So you can create memories with them. I think that's the biggest thing. 
but also it's just good for them to have experiences and experience things outside of their hometown and meet new people and just expose them to all sorts of different foods and activities and things like that. I, I totally agree, Julie. And on the flip side, it, not only memories for them, but memories for the parents. When I, I work agree. with folks and they talk about vacations and I'll use Disney as an example, because, you know, we, we talk a lot about Disney and they say, I only want I want to go when they'll remember it. And I say, that's fine. But you also have to remember, you're going to remember the trip. Exactly. You're going to remember when your exactly. kid did this or this picture or things like that. Yeah, I have the best memories from taking my kids when they were babies. And there was one year we went in December of 2020. So it was not crowded. And I just have the best videos of my daughter running around. She was not yet two, just <laughs> running around in front of the castle. And there's no one there. And she just thought it was the best thing. It was her castle day. Yeah, she loved it. And you can see the joy on their faces. They're really excited, even though they're not going to remember it. Uh, they love looking back at the pictures and they can say, oh, look, I met Mickey when I was a baby. And they think that's really cool. And, and I can tell you the coolest thing, too, is having two teenagers. They still like looking back at the pictures and right? talking about those <laughs> memories and seeing right? that stuff. It's really a cool thing to give them. It's really a cool thing to give them. But with small <laughs> kids and travel, there are some challenges. There are some considerations, right? A lot of people say that traveling with kids is not a vacation. It's just parenting in a different place. I may have said that, Shane. I may have said that from time I, to time. I think so she's true. not crediting you with that quote. It's, it's very true. It's uh, so let's talk about this, whether it's babies or small children, toddlers, when we're talking about the trip preparation, so this could be planning, packing, talking about the trip as a family. What yeah. advice or suggestions do you have, Julie? So it may depend on where you're going. With my kids, a lot of our trips have been to Disney World, which has been on the plane. But we also drive locally to the beach. We have a beach house about three hours away. And a lot of times we drive up to the Hershey Park Resort area. So that's about two hours for us. So we've done both the driving and the flying. So it it requires different planning. When we fly, okay. because we don't want to pack as much, we do a lot of delivery services where we will. I like to uh, use Amazon Yeah, Prime. that's been a game changer, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. I know people couldn't use that 10 years ago or five years ago, but now I recommend it to every client I have because I do it myself. And the biggest thing I'll send are diapers and wipes. And then snacks that I know my kids like so that they're there in the room. They're waiting for us when we arrive. Easy thing to do. If we're driving, we can bring it. But what is the longest road trip you've taken with them so far? Only three hours. Three hours. Huh? My kids never have done well in the car. I'll say it was only scheduled to be three hours. We've been sometimes it's four and a half. There's traffic. Sure. I think we were supposed to go to the Outer Banks a couple of times, which would be six and a half hours for us. But the trip just never happened. But I would do it. I'd be willing to do it. It would just take a little bit more preparation. So if we're driving like that, we like to bring, we talk to them about the trip. So the beach is something they're really familiar with. Hershey Park, the first time we went there, I did different things to prepare. I showed them pictures of where we're staying. I showed them pictures of what's at Hershey Park. I talked to them about how we're going to be in the car and let them pick out things to bring in the car. And but then they'll be excited about the books that they pick out or whatever toys that they pick out to bring. I'll do that for our Disney trips as well, for what do they want to bring on the plane or pick out a book for the plane, something like that. 
So I think it's really important to talk to them. A lot of people will just up and go and don't realize kids like to know what's going on. They right. want to help you. You can even have them. My daughter, that's three. I'll have her. Oh, can you go pick out your pajamas that you want to bring or something like that? Have her help me pack, even though it's not actually helpful. It does help them get in the mindset like, oh, we're going somewhere. And then they tend to respond a little better. That sounds like the love and logic methodology of giving the kids a lot of choices. So they feel like they have some control and some say in the situation. We are all about that. I think I have that book. Excellent. So what's, what's a must pack? What's something that people may not think of that you have found invaluable to pack on trips? So if you have infants, the number one thing that I recommend to everyone is something called a snooze shade. And I get it off of Amazon and it is perfect for if you're sharing a room with your baby and you don't normally share a room with them at home because you really want them to sleep well while you're on vacation, but they're not used to being in your room or hearing you and you're not used to hearing them. And the snooze shade basically just covers the pack and play. It's completely safe. It's a mesh material and it just blocks out the pack and play for them, but it's still breathable, completely safe. But using that, my kids, I can put them to sleep and be in the same room and have lights on and the TV on and they're fine. Wow. Man, I could have used that for that trip I brought up at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) So things like that to help recreate the sleep environment they have at home. So the snooze shade, their sound machine, whatever their sleep comforts are, stuffed animals, blankets. Those are like must have. And I know even my kids are not that attached to specific stuffed animals. But if your kid is, people will bring three of them in case something gets lost. But things like that comfort them. I think those really help. And pro tip with special friends like that, make (laughs) sure you want you you wash all of them. So, for instance, my daughter had an elephant and we just kept one in the closet. In case she ever needed an extra one. And when I gave it to her, she didn't like it because it felt different because it oh, hadn't been regularly wandered. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Felt too new. Yeah. The other thing I like to do is I like to pack in packing cubes. All my kids' things are in one color. Mine is in another. And then I could easily just say, this goes in your room. This goes in my room and keeps everyone together. That's awesome. Those are great tips, Julie. Do you have any tips that you recommend while on the trip? Are you a Caribbean American? Are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity? Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American, hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. Your Caribbean American community awaits. Of course. So the biggest thing for me while kids are on the trip, and I know you guys have heard me say this, I talked about this on the Mexico show, is trying to stick to your kids' routines, whether it's mealtime, nap time, bedtime. It's really hard to do that on vacation. You get carried away. But you have to remember your kids are going to get overstimulated and they still need their time out. They still need their their meals at the same time. If they're used to a 10 a.m. snack, just because you're on vacation, they're not going to not be hungry at 10 a.m. Right. 
Right. My biggest tip is to try to think ahead and make sure you've thought about how are they going to nap? If they're an infant, bring their carrier so that you can wear them. That might be the best way to do it. Or make sure you've got time to go back to wherever you're staying, which might not be ideal for you as a parent, but ideal for the kids and you want to keep them happy. A, a little bit of compromise and flexibility. And my wife will be shocked that I'm saying this. A little <laughs> bit of compromise and flexibility goes a long way, doesn't it? It really does. If you take two hours out of your day for them to go back to the place and nap and have a good snack, they can go so much longer in the afternoon and you won't have those meltdowns at dinner and all that kind of stuff. Another big thing while you're on your trip is if you're going somewhere, you're going to be walking a lot, take your stroller. If you're flying somewhere, take your stroller because you're going to want to contain them in the airport. It's just easier. A lot of people don't want to take the strollers. They don't want to have to check them. It's the easiest thing in the world. You just go to the gate and say, can I just gate check my stroller? And they put it on there. If you're worried about it getting damaged, just buy a cheap one off of Facebook Marketplace or something like that. That's what we did. We have a travel stroller and it's the way to go. Can't and the good thing is, because you gate check it, it's right there outside the plane door rather than having to walk all the way down to baggage. Yeah. After being on a plane with a one-year-old or a two-year-old on your lap, you're really going to want to put them in the stroller when you get off the plane. <laughs> you're, you're not going to want to be carrying them. <laughs> we took the opposite approach where we purchased a stroller that we knew was extra durable and would last through flying and walking all over cities and parks. Yeah. If you're planning on doing it a lot, definitely. Yeah. I like that idea too. So, and the only other thing that I am a stickler on when we're on the trip is making sure this goes along with preparing too. Making sure you've got things that are going to keep them comfortable. If you're going to be outside, it's going to be hot. Make sure you bring your stroller fan. Like Kids are going to get really hot in that stroller if it's during the summer and you're walking around Disney or the beach or whatever. If it's going to be cold, bring them, bring layers for them. You don't forget that they, they need to be comfortable with all that stuff too. It's funny that a lot of the things Ryan and I say we do for ourselves, you're making sure that you, <laughs> you do bring your own for pants. children. Yeah, you yeah. Bring your own pants. I, I, and that's why we enjoy traveling with Julie so much in Cancun <laughs> in June, because she took care of us sometimes. Can I snacks for you? Well, you know, being an all-inclusive, we didn't need snacks. But if we weren't there, I'm sure, I'm sure, Definitely. Shane, we would have had a... Uh, Ziploc or a baggie <laughs> of pretzels or goldfish at some point. Cheerios. <laughs> Always the goldfish. <laughs> Julie, what about coming back from the trip? Wrapping yeah. that up and getting back home. Are there things to think of there? Yeah. So one of the first things I try to think of before I go to get ready for coming back is what time are we landing or what time do we plan to come home? And what am I going to be doing for dinner that night? Because the worst thing is getting home at six o'clock. Your kids are hungry. They're tired. You don't know what you're going to eat. So yep. sometimes I'll even prep something, put it in the freezer or make sure I have mm. something just like a frozen pizza ready to go. Um, Great idea. For, for them to, for us to know what we're doing when we come home. If you can't tell, I'm really type A. So I really plan a lot, but it's, you have to with kids. Um, yeah. concern, and I would say, too, doing that when you're going someplace, figure out when you're going to land yeah. and maybe spending an extra eat. 20 minutes in the airport before after you get your bags yeah. to grab people food before you get on the bus yeah. will save a meltdown there. Everyone too. will be happier. Yeah. Everyone will be happier. My kids, they're not in school yet. They're only three and one. So we don't have to worry about what day we come home and if they're going back to school the next day. But I definitely give them some grace the rest of the 
next couple of days, next week, their naps might be longer or might be off or they might be eating a little bit different. I remember there was one trip we came home from Disney and um, we, I had, they, we were having pasta and broccoli for dinner that night and they only ate broccoli. And I was like, wow, you can tell they had no vegetables on vacation. (laughs) They were craving vegetables. Yeah. It just shocked me. I was like, you guys still want any pasta? No broccoli. Just be flexible with them. They might be eating a little different or playing a little different because they're going to be tired. I mentioned this when I was talking about packing, but I also had them help me unpack. And that might look like them throwing things out of a suitcase, but it also <laughs> gets them in the mindset like we're done with our vacation. This is what we have to do now. They can toss it in the laundry. They think that's fun sometimes. A nice transition back. Yeah. If your kids are in school, you might want to think about the dates you're going. So if you're going to go and you're going to come home on a Sunday, they're going to have a rough time going to school on Monday. So maybe I, I can. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you having that coming back on a Saturday and having that Sunday is awesome. Yeah, it's really important, even if that means one last day on vacation. And even on the other end, leaving on Sunday rather than Saturday I agree. is really nice. Have it, having a buffer day. Yeah. For spring break, getting leaving a day after everybody or getting home a day before everybody else is really nice. So not only is like your kids feeling better, but there might be less crowds and things like that when you're traveling. Speaking of their ages, you reminded me of a previous episode, and I'd like to know what your thoughts are going to be when your kids do become school age. What are going to be your thoughts on taking them out of school for travel? I'll take them out. I will definitely take them out. We always go the first week in December. Now, maybe I would adjust that I would plan my trips a little bit more around um, weekends or slide it back to Thanksgiving week or something like that. But I would still take them out because I just think the experience is worth it. I think there's ways that you can make that trip educational. I think Julie agreeing with that is pretty much all the proof I need that it's okay to take your kids out of school. The stamp for travel. of approval. Yeah. Now you we did have say it. she's it is an official. expert travel agent mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with that. Expert yeah, agent, and I, expert I think you mom. need to be cognizant of their teachers and let them know well in sure. advance. I don't think it's appropriate to tell them the week before. There's also a difference of if they're in kindergarten versus if they're in 10th grade and they have important tests. So maybe just be aware of that. And when you make yeah, it to the be sure. A- absolutely. That Especially with my daughter, who's now a junior in high school, we're getting to the point where there are definitely sometimes we cannot be out of school, but. Like my son, when we were in Italy this summer, he actually was sending pictures to his history teacher Wow! because nice. she was excited to know that he was going to go to Italy this summer and wanted to hear about it. Yeah. And so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, Julie, what's something not to do? <laughs> These go a lot with the tips I gave earlier, but I have three big things. Don't skip nap time. Don't expect your kids to go all day if they don't do that at home. So my kids right now, they still nap every day. I would never take them on a vacation and expect them to skip a nap every day. And my last one is don't keep them up late every night. So I understand when you go to you know Disney and there's fireworks and you want to go see them, but maybe do the fireworks one night and then have a slow morning the next day. Just make sure you're adjusting your schedule for them. I know. I, I feel it, like those three not that's what I do now anyway. I try not to miss my naps. I don't I, I don't go. And if I have a late night, 
I may still have an early morning, but I'm definitely not going to have a late night. The- yeah. What does it say that all of Julie's tips for children I- apply <laughs> to Ryan and me? Tra- traveling with small children and, and Ryan. Ryan. Or all things travel. And a lot of it is just trying to keep them happy. Just trying Absolutely. to keep them No, it, it makes total sense. When we first took my son to Disney, he was four. I think he was four. I guess. And we thought he was going to be done with naps and he wasn't. And, and that might so surprise So we had to really figure that out. I have a lot of, and I have a lot of clients who, you know, their kids are four, five, six, and they're on that verge of they don't nap or they don't use a stroller at home. And I'm like, but at Disney World, they're going to be walking 10 to 15 miles, depending where you're going and what you're doing. Their little legs, they're going to want a stroller and I'm, they're going to fall asleep around 4 p.m. I'm telling you, just I, all my clients, when I help them with their itineraries for Disney, I always try to say, if you're not taking a resort day, make sure you've got, I, for example, a lot of times I'll use their Animal Kingdom day as try to get back from the park at four and just have a resort night. Just try to have some times where you're not expecting them to go. And maybe when you go to Epcot, maybe you don't rope drop Epcot like you're rope dropping Magic Kingdom. I'll try to talk to them about if you're not going to take a whole day off, you got to take some time off in there. You can't expect them to keep up with you. Yeah, because a, a lot of travelers certainly have that mindset of just getting in as much as possible and filling yeah. up. Yeah, you have to understand day. a vacation with kids is not just a vacation. Is not just like a vacation before kids with an added human. It's you got to cater to all their needs. Yeah, I like that. No, that that's a really important point. That's a lot of times. That, that's a, a good think, way to oh, think I'll just about bring it. them. And you can't just bring them, but you do need to adjust your schedule a lot. Great tips. Do you have one final pro parent tip? Um, My my final one that I mentioned earlier is just to give them grace. How you want to give everyone in your travel party some grace when you're traveling. It can be stressful. It can be overstimulating. It's a new environment. You maybe you've been there before, but your kid hasn't, and they're used to seeing your house during the day, your that kind of their bedrooms, and everything is brand new to them. So it's easy for them to get overstimulated. Um, so if they are having a tough time or a tantrum, just remember what works for them. Remember, maybe they need a snack or a nap or just some quiet time or just yeah. cut them some slack. Because even if all the experiences are good, yeah, that stimulation is still it's a lot consuming energy and still tiring. And that's not even just Disney. That's anywhere. We went to the beach a couple of weeks ago and my kids, I, this was my son, he's 16 months or 17 months, something like that. And this is the first year he's really walking on the beach. And he was, though, he was so much to the point that he would come up to me and ask for a nap, basically. (laughs) Um, But we got to the point where it was like, okay, we can only do two beach days in a row because he needs a break. And I know that he's having fun and he's having a great time, but he's going to lose it if we don't take a day off. (laughs) Well, Julie, thank you for coming on and giving this awesome advice. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And so we want to share some of Julie's advice that she talked about today and even some that she didn't. She has a recent blog post about uh, how to tour Walt Disney World with toddlers. And we're going to put a link to that in the show notes. Go check that out because not only does it uh, apply to Disney, obviously, but it really does apply to all sorts of travel. And it was a great read for me to get in the mindset for today's conversation. Thanks. 
And while you're there, be sure and sign up and get her guide to using Genie and Genie Plus because it is an amazing guide. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You know that all three of us are travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations, and we would love to help you plan your next vacation with or without toddlers or small children. <laughs> and if you want some extra pampering when it comes to taking your kids on vacation, we want you to reach out to Julie. <laughs> so Julie, what's your contact information? My email is going to be julie at creatingmagicvacations.com. Most families are confused and overwhelmed when planning a vacation. We work with you to plan a trip perfect for your interests, saving you time, money, and stress. 